from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Awkward, awkward, awkward. That's what it was. Duke, North Carolina postgame. Nobody knew what to do Saturday after Coach K lost in his home finale. I mean, it was, you know, Theo, it's one of those things where you see it and while you're enjoying it, you can't help but get that sinking feeling in your stomach because you don't know what's coming next, and you find yourself just, like, physically cringing. You don't know you're doing it. Then you your body is, like, folded up on itself because it, you're just, oh, man, is this weird. You have a visceral reaction to the entire thing. Yeah, it's like you almost want it to end, but also <laughs> you don't want it to end, and you want right. to look away, but you can't. You got right. to see what's happening next. It's weird. It's much easier to uh, look back on it and relive it as opposed to in real time right. experience it. And that's what happened on Saturday. It was just so, so bizarre. But I also was wondering then, what other awkward sports moments would even rival that? And the one that came to mind was stiff, obviously... Uh, completely still unprepared, humiliated Tiger Woods stepping to a podium at PGA headquarters to read the statement that his lawyers uh, put together for him after he was caught cheating on Elon and everything came out and was exposed to the world. He looked shell-shocked. He looked nervous. There was no other place that uh, he wouldn't rather be than at that podium that was awkward where it was it was only about three minutes but it was three minutes of agony not only for him but people who were supporters of his I still can't go back and watch the thing in full yeah very very awkward and one of those times that even I think Wale in one of his mixtapes included some of uh some of Tiger Woods's press conference from that day in a song which was pretty hilarious <laughs> so I relived that a little bit more on a daily basis when I listen to that but yeah really weird from Tiger Woods there I, I was trying to think, too. It, it also brought to mind, and if you have any awkward sports moments, moments that made you cringe, that made your stomach turn, that rivals what we saw with Coach K and Duke on Saturday, let us know. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What are your most awkward sports moments? There's this gem from 1993. It's one of the all-time national anthem renditions it's the bulls and the nets Uh in new jersey and it is the olympic great carl lewis giving it a (laughs) shot singing the national anthem let this wash over you Whistle gallant 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do it, Carl. different moments, including his self-evaluation of himself <laughs> midway through. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's when you know it's bad, but don't worry. Uh, he was going to make up for it at the end. That is all-time awkward. You, you know it's going bad for you when you're in the middle of a singing performance and you have to talk to the crowd. And get, <laughs> like You're like, okay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to build them up. You have to get them mentally prepared for what's about to come. Oh man, what are the what are the awkward sports uh, moments that rival post Duke lost to North Carolina Saturday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I have gotten on social media a couple of Tanya Hardings uh during the Lillehammer Olympics and it's funny cuz Stone we actually had this brought up as a fall from grace a couple of weeks ago as an example of that. Uh, but, the, Theo, I know you're a lot younger than me. Everybody I do this damn show with is so much younger than me. Do you remember Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding at all? When, no. Okay. Tanya Harding, that name, I know. Yeah, Tanya Harding is allegedly one of those who was involved in the clubbing of Nancy Kerrigan's knees at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships oh, in 1992. there we go. I, yes. I heard the story. So there's that. So they both competed, obviously, in the Olympics then, and Tanya Harding did this all while allegations were floating around her that she ordered the attack on Nancy Kerrigan because it was two of her close confidants that performed the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, trying to put her out of the Olympics. Tanya Harding is just full drama all the time and she almost got disqualified because her uh her her shoelace broke on her her lace broke on her skates and she got to the ice with like four seconds to spare and all she did was complain to the judges about how she could not compete because her lace was broken proceeded to lose that argument still competed after holding up the proceedings for 20 minutes and finished eighth and so that one that whole thing that's one of the banner moments of my childhood um, from a sports perspective is the Nancy Kerrigan Tanya Harding duel I'll never forget that I thought that maybe the duel that you wouldn't forget from your childhood was the uh, the John, not John Hancock. What was the guy's name back in the day? You know, when they took the guns out. They How old do you think I am if John Hancock is part of my, uh, my, my sports? John Wayne? Jackson? John Wayne? <laughs> no, not John Wayne. What was the guy, man? There was a guy that was famous for it. Somebody will call in and say it, whatever. But no, no, I was making a joke at you being old. Um, can I give my awkward sports Yeah, moment? please do. Uh, okay. So I think anytime when LeBron James steps in front of a mic, it can get awkward, it can get cringy, it can get funny. Um, but this one, I think, of of all of the LeBron James fabrications or weird weird responses, this was hilarious. So take us back to the time we were in the NBA bubble, right? Yeah. 
And, you know, LeBron has this thing. He's known for walking out with a book uh, <laughs> that he's 10 pages into and um, acting as if he's reading it. I mean, sometimes I'm sure he's reading some of these books. It never seems like he's finishing them. But whatever. I love LeBron. He's a good guy. So after he, he walks out um, with the Malcolm X book, that's what it was, the Malcolm X uh, autobiography, and after the games and whatnot, Taylor Rooks, being the great fine journalist she is, uh-huh. asked LeBron, like, hey, you know, this is the height of, you know, social injustice. We're talking about trying to uplift people and learn from it, and you're reading that Malcolm X book, as we saw. What have you drawn from it? And when she asked that question in the presser, I knew immediately, I was like, man, I hope LeBron has read this book. And LeBron gave the most I-didn't-read-this-book answer I've ever heard in my life. He was like, I mean, Malcolm X, I mean, that guy's a good guy. I mean, he's like, and I'm like, please just end it. And he probably went on for about 45 seconds saying it was the most awkward interaction. But it's like, that reminds me of any time someone, I am very bad at admitting that I'm not as culturally locked in as I should be. So if somebody, somebody will be like, uh, oh, do you remember the scene in Goodfellas where so-and-so said this? And I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And they'll say the line, and what I do is wait for the final like three words, and then I repeat it as if I actually know the line, <laughs> and then I laugh about it. And then I'm like, oh, man, that movie's great. Boy, I've, never, I, I've never seen that. I don't know. <laughs> Why I have no idea. you didn't see it? But because I, I want people to think that I, I have seen things, and I am a movie savant, but it's much easier to just go along with it. That's such a personality flaw on my part. But there are so many people that want to repeat movie lines to you, and they apply to what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't want to derail the conversation by saying, ah, no, I haven't seen that. Because then where do you go from there? It's just awkward. They can't say the line. And then you're like, so um, when's the last time you've been to 7-Eleven? Like, I don't you know. You are a nice guy for that because you're right. It does make it does turn the conversation because now they want to talk about, how did you not see this movie? Right. What other movies have you not seen? And it's like, dude, like, come on. Yeah, I'd rather just entertain them and make sure they feel good about themselves because they parroted a movie line. Right, right. So I think Ken actually – I mean, I said Ken. Ken, you're, you're Ken. That's Stone. I think he actually has the response from LeBron James, remind you, in the bubble when Taylor About Rooks, the Malcolm X book. Yes, when Taylor Rooks asked him appropriately about that Malcolm X book he walked out with and also posted a picture of himself on Instagram <laughs> on an elliptical <laughs> reading. Uh, here, he, Which, by the way, he had only, like, turned the cover over, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, he was like three pages in it, felt like. But he does reading this all intently the, time. the intro, the foreword. Oh my goodness! So yeah, run that stone. This, this is great. Uh, Taylor, you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, so you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X along with Alex Haley. I don't know how far you are into the book, but what's the your forward. biggest takeaway Not so far? far? Um, I kind of just started a couple days ago. <laughs> but um, I read and a lot of a lot of notes over the years. Um, it's my first time actually reading this from start to finish. And, um, <laughs> He's a very, um, very smart man. He's a very, very smart man. And basically, um, his words in the, in the 60s. And, uh, oh, my God. What was going on is actually what's going on today still. Him understanding the, um, how powerful um, uh-huh. the Negro can be. He's, he's looking at Taylor like, you feel me? You, you got me? You feel me? Um, right, Taylor? We have to unite. And uh, we have to be together. We have to stand strong. Uh, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, going to be thrown. <laughs> 
That's it. That's yeah. all I'm gonna play. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. Hey, he. He. Uh, yeah. He. He definitely summed up the uh, legacy of Malcolm X. <laughs> except he. Uh, he missed about oh I don't know the vast majority of what Malcolm X stood for because he hadn't read the book and actually doesn't know anything about Malcolm X. My favorite part of that uh. is is what uh, what have you uh, what have you taken away from the uh, the book so far? Well, I uh, I just started it. That's a red flag <laughs> right there. That's when you know that he start he's gonna start going on a bull bleep cascade. Yeah. Like, you know it's coming. It's going to be an avalanche of that. And then the, the um, he was a, a very smart man. Oh, well, that's what you gleaned from that. Okay, good. So you didn't read a damn thing. Oh, that's perfect. And that whole thing, you just know that he's lying. Yeah. He hasn't read anything. What, what makes it so, and, and the problem, the reason why it makes it such a cringeworthy, awkward moment, too, is because the stakes were so high. This is, again, we're in the bubble this is at the height of the social justice. This is when everybody was socially. I mean, you got the NFL putting end races oh, yeah, on yeah, helmets yeah. and stuff. This was during that summer. This yeah. is this is the summer of 2020. This is the summer of awakening. This is when everybody's woke. Everybody now cares about black folks' yeah. feelings and the, he was the a plight. Smart man. And and I was glad. I'm like, okay, Taylor. Rook, I mean, he's he's walking out with the Malcolm X book. Taylor Rooks was the one that was asking a lot of the social justice questions in the bubble, trying to get the players to be able to expound on what they've learned or what they're trying to push forward. And LeBron had this moment where he could have at least and, and what he should have did was said, Hey, Taylor, I'm only a few, you know, pages into yeah, it. Yeah, you gotta yeah. set it up nicely. Yeah. And he started to, but then he tried to act like he read it afterwards. Right. Which is so LeBron. James. Yeah, it, what did he say? He said, I just started, then he goes, This is my first time reading it start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You just said you just started it, dude. He's LeBron. And the problem with LeBron is He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He's also one of the greatest liars of all time, and he's hilarious every time he lies. We could do a whole show on like LeBron lies, and it would be, like I don't know if you've seen the video of him talking about watching the Kobe game where he dropped eighty-one. No, I haven't seen it. Oh my, I don't even want to get too much into it. But let's just say like they were interviewing him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like I just had a feeling before the game started. I told my buddies." Right. Kobe's going to drop 80. Well, but then there's when Greg <laughs> like, Popovich's what? wife died. Remember when Greg Popovich's wife died? And he tried to act surprised and emotionally in the moment, but then revealed later that he knew. Like, he, he slipped up and said that he knew earlier in the day. Yeah. Like, it, it's it, – it, here's – the thing about LeBron, and this is why Weird. he's fascinating, is he takes on the – he wants to be the guy who leads. He wants to be the cultural icon, He wants right? to be Ali. He wants to be Muhammad Ali. Exactly. And I respect that about him because he wants to take on that responsibility. However, he falls short when it comes to following through in a lot of these areas. And instead of just being himself, he's following this cult cultural icon Ali path – and he's not lying to be um, villainous about it. He's not lying to hurt people, but he's trying to lie to keep up a facade so that he still has these people looking up to him because his intentions are pure. Yes. His execution is not. The execution is uh, has been abysmal over the years. Um, but, again... <laughs> what, did you, what did you learn about Malcolm X? <laughs> uh, he was a very smart, smart man. Guy. He's a smart guy. I mean, here I go again on Devil Advocate side, but the school in Akron's a big deal. And you know how Michael Jordan has you know the gambling theories and and you know how he treats it, it, people and hey, stuff. Hey, brother, it ain't theories, man. Yeah, yeah it's not theories. <laughs> you know, at all. you know what I mean. But the, you know the gambling addiction and uh -huh. and whatnot. And LeBron doesn't have that kind of stuff, so he follows through on the easy He's stuff. He's a great guy. Well, the, the problem again, I never say this to take away from LeBron's legacy, or and his legacy stretches way beyond. Like you mentioned, the I Promise School in in Akron, and these the many things he does. I mean, this guy's involved in a lot. 
It's just the <laughs> it's the fabrication. It's mm-hmm. the because again, like Ken says, he wants to be Muhammad Ali. He wa- yeah. but there's not the enough in- time in the day. Right. The intentions are 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 pure. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. It's just hilarious. <laughs> he's just lies. a phony. He's yeah. Like, he's just a phony. Like, and you phony. can see through it. He's not good. <laughs> he's not good at 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 lying about it. He's good at lying. <laughs> great, great. But as far as uh, truthful, like like trying to to sell the line, uh, a believable line. He's not good, right? Like uh, he he struggles mightily. Um, by the way, breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. We already mentioned uh, Stone. If you could, uh, if you could mention who uh, is listed as questionable tonight for the Heat, Victor Oladipo. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. It's Depot Day. But breaking news from the Heat. Guess who else appears to be back? After an absence, and is listed as questionable for the Heat tonight. Is it Kyle? It is it's Kyle. Kyle. Wow. Woo! I'm telling you, like it's all green light, baby. It's all green light from here. That brings me to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we also need to get some uh, some peppers as well, so that we can uh, we can play that when the Heat win a title. Now, <laughs> we have a problem here though, because as excited as we are about the Heat, the worldwide leader. Uh, ESPN, they don't appear to be as excited about the Heat. This is a week where the Heat vastly outplayed the defending champs and lost by one after an uncharacteristic collapse in Milwaukee on on Wednesday. Okay, Two days prior, the Heat beat the all-living hell out of the Bulls. The night after the heartbreaking loss to the Bucks, what did the Heat do? They beat KD and the Nets in Brooklyn. And then the Heat came back over the weekend, and they held Joel Embiid to 4 of 15 from the field. Mm. James Harden was on his strip club sabbatical, and the Heat beat the Sixers. Message-sending week for the Heat. But because the Heat don't get any respect, guess what the talk of the NBA has been this weekend? LeBron's 56 with a Lakers team that's on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. And Jason Tatum and his 54 points. Uh, I think the NBA is a little shady to my Heat, who've been lighting it up. Jason Tatum's big game, cute. LeBron James's big game, cute. Miami Heat need more respect, but we are what the three games ahead. Yeah, now we're for four. First place. Now we're four because so Chicago's dropped down to 39 wins. We're at 43. So yeah. I think honestly Philly has moved into that two spot. Yep. And and we're sitting in the one, sitting pretty pretty. It's a good time to be in Heat culture and a Heat fan. Um. I know Ken had some points you wanted to make. How about we go to break, try to get them reconnected. You're listening to Ken Levick Alive with Theo Dorsey now leading because Ken dropped off. We got Stone Labanowitz, <laughs> and we'll get Ken back right after the break here on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Man, I was just getting amped up. I was getting on my heat soapbox. I'm broadcasting from home today. I'm out of the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios because I have a, a, a sick child, and so I uh, need to, to stay home and make sure that nothing gets burned down around here and uh, had an equipment problem. So I'm going to get back. Theo, I'm going to get back on that soapbox. Yeah. I think that I, was really Adam Silver and the NBA trying to shut you down. You know what? You're you exactly right. Point. It was bas- It was big basketball brother who shut me down. Exactly. I will not be silenced, damn it. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... 
the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. As we pointed out, uh, the Heat not only appear to have Victor Oladipo at their disposal tonight, they also have Kyle Lowry at their disposal tonight as well. Heat Rockets at the FTX Arena uh, after the Heat just obliterated the Sixers on Saturday. It really put Joel Embiid through basketball hell. It was glorious, and you're going to want to see the Heat. This is a big home stretch for the Heat. Now, nine of their next ten are at FTX Arena, and the best way, and honestly, in my world, the only way to get there is via Brightline. Go Brightline.com or the free Brightline app. It could not be easier to get your passes, your round-trip passes, to uh, get to a Heat game, get anywhere in South Florida. I believe solely, I pledge my allegiance to Brightline because what I do when I go to a Heat game is I just go to the Fort Lauderdale station, park my car, get on the train, Premium seats. That's how I roll, Theo. That's how I roll. I like that. The premium seats. So when you buy these premium seats, you you get uh, free snacks and alcoholic beverages Mm. or drinks at the station. Then you get basically akin to old school first class plane uh, treatment on the train. It's amazing. You get down to the Miami station. It is a block and a half walk to the heat game and boom. You're all set. It is the only way to get to a heat game, only way to get to the biggest events in South Florida, stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. In fact, on Saturday after FAU beat FIU, college basketball, I'm done calling that game on the FAU Basketball Radio Network. One of my uh, friends at FAU, Sixers fan, he was about to head down to the FTX Arena. I'm like, you taking Brightline? He's like, no, I'm just going to drive it. And I got caught in traffic going south, going home. And I thought about him. I'm like, man, he would have saved himself a lot of time if he just used Brightline. It's that simple. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. And don't forget, in March, kids ride free. That's Brightline. All right, back to big basketball, brother. I'm not being silenced here, okay? But the, the, the Heat, they are getting absolutely no, not even love, but attention with ESPN, all right? This weekend, again, we're in a six-day span where the Heat beat the Bulls. The Heat beat the Sixers. The Heat ended up beating the Nets with Kevin Durant on the road. A one-point blemish where the Heat should have won that game in Milwaukee. Yet all we're talking about today is anything else. Theo, every day I get via ESPN radio a list of the audio that their radio st- their radio shows in National Bristol are given to use on their shows, okay? Mm. I have the list in front of me. This is today, this is them talking about the NBA, all right? Tim Legler from KJM. Why Jason Tatum is so great. <laughs> Jason Tatum on being compared to Larry Bird. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins from First Take. Are the Nets or Celtics a legit contender? In the East, Evan Mack, ESPN radio host on game night. LeBron doing what he's doing at his age is absolutely phenomenal. Stephen A. Smith on first take. What exactly is holding the Nets back from being champions? You know what team has absolutely no mention today? Which one? The Heat. None. None. Kevin Durant. I respect Jason Tatum's game. I, I just, I'm looking through this. Well, There's nothing. Uh, Jay Williams, Jason Tatum is an emerging star. What about Bam Adebayo? 
Where's any love for Bam, well, who was incredible this week? I was about to say, Tatum knows a lot about uh, Bam Adebayo already. Mm. So, uh-huh. Bing so bong. We don't need right, to remind right. him. I'm back in his throat. Yeah. I just I, – I don't understand what the Heat have to do. I, I really, truly don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because Keeley got on and said they have nothing that moves the needle. And I wanted to disagree with it, but, I mean, it just kind of shows. No, but, but this is what it is. Is I, I honestly think that the Heat are too consistent. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the problem for sure. The Heat are too consistent. There's no storyline. Well, it's not as if they're bereft of superstars, though. Like Jimmy Butler is an interesting human being before he even gets on the floor. You could you could do a full season of interesting Jimmy Butler stories that would be captivating, but ESPN just chooses not to because LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Lakers, like the Lakers being bad apparently, is more of a story than the Heat being awesome all year long. But pick a lane, because is it the Lakers being bad, or is it LeBron being great for a single game? Like, why, no matter what the Lakers do, I mean, I, I feel like at this point, Russell Westbrook could go fart in a bucket, and that's going to get breaking news coverage on SportsCenter. Yeah. Like, I, but the Heat have the Defensive Player of the Year in Bam Adebayo. They have an emerging offensive superstar in Tyler Hero. They have the deepest team in the league that's getting deeper tonight with Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry. They've been the top seed in the East almost all year long. They extended their their lead atop the standings this week. It's not like the Miami market is, uh, is completely anonymous, that you just don't think about it. It's Miami. All these people live down here for four years to report on the Heat. Now the Heat are good again, and it's crickets. I mean, it's offensive. To basketball fans, it should be offensive. To Heat fans, it should be infuriating. I'm sick of it. There's just no angle for people to hang to. Like, with the Sixers, who are number two, they got Embiid, who's in the MVP race, and they had the big thing with Ben Simmons, all of the trade stuff. It's a new team. You got James Harden in there. The Bulls are a surprise team. The Celtics started off like 0-80 before they've gotten on this run and made themselves – uh, the five C right now. The Cavaliers are surprised. Like you go down the Eastern Conference standings, and even in the West, it's all about the storylines. But like you said, consistency atop the East. We haven't had any drama. There was no trade at the trade deadline. Like it, it, it makes sense that there's not a lot of headlines. But come playoff time, I think they'll be forced to talk about heat culture. Yeah, well, we we better not get bounced in the first round. Or, or else will never be spoken well, about. Man, that's They're the not going to be bounced in the first round. I mean, I know this isn't, like, uh, this isn't like them facing Milwaukee first round last year where the Heat had uh, six seconds of a break between one season to the next and are expected to leg out a run to the finals. It's going to be Toronto or it's going to be Charlotte, possibly the Cavs, or, I mean, the Nets are sitting at the playing Maybe spot the right now. Maybe the Nets. That's and, fine. And either way, either way, it's like the Heat have the upper hand. I know a lot of people, including myself, are they have a little angst thinking about a first-round series with the Brooklyn Nets. But let's not forget, there's a reason why the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the play-in tournament. Yeah, They're wildly inconsistent, unlike the Heat. They don't have the level of coaching that Miami has with Eric Spolster and then even having a guy like Pat Riley in the building. And then on top of that, the guys that you want to be able to rely on on in a playoff series... Have shown us nothing. Yeah. I I just can't. Other than KD, it's like... I don't the Nets know. are running out of excuses yeah. because yesterday you had your full Nets team. They're still waiting on Ben Simmons, but you had KD. You had Kyrie, and they still lose. Yeah, You, you allow Jason Tatum to drop 54 on Man. your head. And that's not happening against the Heat. Tatum's no. not going to walk we just, into FTX Arena and drop 54. We just no. held the Sixers to 89 points and, and beat 27% from the field. Yeah, like, it was 4 15 had from the field. Nothing. He didn't have anything. 
Yeah. And, and so I, I just I, – I guess I'm – I'm past disappointed, though. I'm just angry about it because it's the same Lakers nonsense. Like, first take today, we're still talking about Russell Westbrook. Uh, How much can you squeeze out of Russell Westbrook being bad when he's trended that way for a couple of seasons now? How is that in any way, shape, or form any more interesting than discussing why are the Heat going to win the East? Why have the Heat gotten to this point where they're the best team in the East? Where do does Bam Adebayo match up against Giannis Antetokounmpo? Because it's time to have these discussions. Good, intelligent basketball discussions. And they're not being had. And it's driving me absolutely insane. Should Heat fans be mad at the lack of coverage, the lack of discussion? Heat fans, are you mad by the lack of coverage? The best in the East Heat get. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Are you upset with the lack of coverage the Heat are getting right now? I mean, it was like pulling teeth to get ESPN uh, on Wednesday to put the Heat and Suns on national television. Here we are. Thank God. But think about how much trash bag Knicks basketball we've gotten on national television Uh, this year. Embarrassing Lakers performances that we've had on national television this year. And trying to find the heat on ESPN is being extremely difficult. On ABC, it's been damn near non-existent. I don't know what else the Heat have to do because it's not like they play a boring brand of basketball. That's there is nothing grinded out about Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, I would pay hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to watch him go play, to watch Bam Adebayo uh, defend all five positions and his increasingly aggressive post game, to see Kyle Lowry play the point. I, I'm just I'm so over it, and it seems like the Heat are paying the price for being consistent and having the best front office in basketball yeah that's like what enough is. already it, it, it's it, it I, I don't know i have a chip on shoulder that's my natural inclination as a fan maybe it's not a good trait to have but i find myself always maybe it's because i grew up a white Sox fan in chicago where the cubs always reign supreme but it's almost lazy theo and you're in the tv world i know you're always looking for storylines hell in sports talk radio we're doing that as well but i, I just there's nowhere, even a secondary topic, where you can fit in the heat. It's insane. Yeah, I think, again, I think that's the problem. But the main thing to look to is the guys in that locker room, the guys like Eric Spolstra, like Jimmy Butler, like Bam Adebayo, like Kyle Lowry. I mean, outside of Tyler Hero, I don't think anybody cares about anybody looking at them or giving them shine or headlines. Uh, and that's the beauty of this team. That's the reason why there's so much faith in it, and that's, that's heat culture. I, I I totally understand. Tyler Hero There's, hates it though. He wants some. He wants more headlines. He wants more Instagram posts. You know. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that guy just wants clout. He like, wants Tyler clout. just wants. I mean, clout. his girlfriend just explains it all. Like that. Yeah, he's yeah. just looking for clout. Yeah, yeah. And he's hey. nice. And he and I love what he's given us this year. Last year, huge major disappointment. He bounced back this year. So I, I you you deserve it now. Go get in the music videos and whatnot. <laughs> just make sure you. He just people. he just set a franchise record for most games off the bench with twenty plus six in a row. Yeah. I just I feel like we always have like national media always has an inclination to celebrate the Lakers, to celebrate the Celtics, to celebrate the Nets, to celebrate the 76ers, but it's almost as if not only the heat being consistent is held against them, but there's still this uh, they brought the big three together. They're everything wrong with professional sports. We're in, uh, there, there's this this subsequent shockwave of uh, uh, to hell with the heat. 
they they represented everything bad with free agency, and it's still lingering uh, almost a full decade since LeBron was actually down in South Florida. Like, that's the way I look at it. Is they're paying the price for the big three coming together still? It's the LeBron effect for sure a little bit because there is some resentment uh, towards South Beach ever since LeBron uttered those famous words. Um, what was it, that decision? Uh, I'm taking my talents to South Beach? Yeah. I'm coming home. Oh, no. I'm taking yeah. my talents to South Beach, yeah. Ever since he uttered those words, man, it's been a little bit, a little bit of uh, angst, uh, a little bit of haterade being poured on my Miami Heat. But you know what? Again, wouldn't you not have it any other way, though, Ken? Like, this is what the Heat feed off of. Yeah. Ignore us, uh, downplay us, underlook us, undermine us, and we're going to go out there and whoop you too. Well, that, that's, where, that's what I'm banking on, and that's what I'm expecting, and that's, why, that's what made the bubble so special, that run. Because, you know, it was, uh, oh, you don't believe in us? And all the headlines are going to go to LeBron or everybody loved Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and that Celtics team until Bam Adebayo stuffed that basketball down Jalen Brown's throat. And then Jalen Brown, honestly, has never been the same. Uh, Jason Tatum, I should say, hasn't been the same uh, since that play. And finally, just now, is he getting back to what we thought Jason Tatum was going to be? But (laughs) that Bam Adebayo block set him back like a year and a half. it was press pause on his career for a year and a half. <laughs> and you know what? I love, 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 love watching uh, Boston area, New England area teams fail. And I, I, I'm praying for a second round series, Heat versus Celtics, because the, they, the Celtics wave right now is riding high. Like they think they're championship contenders now. Oh, yeah. Off of all of the, you know, just because they played bad poorly early and now they're doing well now, you're still a five seed in the East. Yeah. And you still, you know, Jason Tatum is not a guy I fear at all, especially when I got guys like Bam and Jimmy on my side. Well, I fear I fear Jason Tatum, but I, I also believe in what the Heat have. I do. I fear I, I fear the hell out of Jason not Tatum. I fear Jason Tatum. Like, I was very comfortable last year. I mean, not last year, two years ago, I guess now, uh, especially when we had the Celtics. I'm like, Jason Tatum is not a guy – you as can, good as he is, he's a killer. As good as he is, he makes a lot of poor decisions down the stretch. You can say you're not afraid because of Miami's defense, but him alone, yeah, his potential and what I'm he's not, able to do. I just haven't been. I mean, I, I know we're, we're, you guys are being just like the national media, right? In the high of this 55 point he's game, whatever. Disgusting. He and and ISO basketball. I mean, he's top five in the league. Yeah, well, that's cute. And when you get into the playoffs <laughs> and you have to go up against a, a team like the Miami Heat, I don't know how. Far that's carrying. I love the regular I, season. I love Stone Billis, but also then when he turns into <laughs> like uh, Jay Labanowitz, like this is awesome. He's like our he he's our college insider. He's our NBA insider. <laughs> Stone's all over this versatility. Uh, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I'm, I'm just frustrated by it, and maybe I'm overreacting to it, but the Heat have been, and they've gone through being a G League team through portions of this year and still tops in the East, yet we just we don't, we don't discuss that. I'm not saying they need to be top headline. I know that's going to go to LeBron. I know that's going to go to the Lakers, to anything involving New York, but at least something, anything, anything, that acknowledges them as the best team in the East, and uh, that's been the case all season long. Should Heat fans be upset? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jay's in Jupiter. Jay, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jay? Okay, we'll start the conversation with, just so you know, last year, Jason Tatum, he averaged the most points in his career, and he made the All-NBA team for the first time. So he didn't set him back at all. So let's dead that line. Oh. So we'll start there. Okay, number two. What was the storyline in the 2020 Finals when the Heat was playing against the Lakers? 
The bubble was, was weak. This upstart spunky bunch that somehow found a way. Well, not not only was the bubble weak, but what was the storyline on the Heat? That they they shouldn't even been there. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody cares. They shouldn't even been there. They, the Lakers should sweep them. All right. So when you talk about the Lakers, Ken, you talk about the Celtics. You are talking about rich traditions. You are talking about the Miami Heat, who've only been in the league since '88. That's barely thirty years. Right. Barely. But you how them to be it, talked about like the Lakers? What does that have to do with right now? Like the Celtics? What does that have to do with right now? You know they have a better record right than now? both. Jay, exactly like, what you just said. Nobody cares about what they're doing because there's no storyline there. Who cares about Bam Adebayo outside of Miami? I think his parents. Well, I think that that's that's an issue, though. <laughs> that, that's on ESPN, though, because honestly, why are we giving more breath to Russell Westbrook, who can't shoot outside of 10 feet and hasn't been able to do so for three years now, over Bam Adebayo? That's why national narratives shape this entire thing, Jay. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, Ken. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because do you know who had the best record in the NBA last year? Off the top of my head. You saw Utah Jazz? Jazz? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Utah. Yeah. You couldn't care less about what's going on in Utah. You couldn't. You could not care less what's going on in Utah. So the Miami Heat, until they win the NBA championship again and continue being that, nobody's going to talk about them. The, we know wait, who they wait, are. Did you just compare the Heat awesome to the Jazz? Are. Yeah. It, well, we, and, we know how awesome they are. I think we absolutely do. But also, Jay. Yeah. But here's the, the the most recent success, and by success, I mean championships, collection of championships over the last twenty years. I look at the Heat, and they are far and away. Uh, they they have their Lakers are second. The Celtics picked off one, and then the Jazz haven't won a damn thing. When you're looking at teams that have reached the top in the last two decades. I mean, if we're going by a a collection of uh, successful seasons, the Heat deserve more attention than they get. For sure. And you know why? And, and you know why? Don't forget the fact that when them winning the NBA championship, they had a storyline. What was that storyline? James was here. Wade it was, was the big here. three. That's why they were talking about them. So until they get that, until they get that, we're not going to talk about them nearly as much. So now, I guess they're not going to talk happen. about them. We're going to talk about them, but they're. Did 06 not happen? And, Jay, yeah, I appreciate you, Jay. And, listen, I I get how the whole thing works, okay? Like, I I understand it. And Jay's telling me things that I know, but I don't want to accept, right? Yeah. Like, the Lakers, I get it. I get why there's going to be the immense amount of attention paid to them. I get why the New York teams get that attention because of the markets. But when you're talking about basketball, if you're talking about pure basketball, if you're talking about the ability to tell stories about success and what breeds success and what makes championship caliber teams, there's nobody better than the Heat in the NBA. There's just not. To, to that point, and, and Theo. And the Miami hey, market's not Salt Lake City. Like, yeah, let's be clear not. about that, too. Well, see, okay, okay. So you almost just shut my argument down before it even started. And Theo didn't like it, and I, and I assumed you didn't like it either, but. The Jazz and the Heat, if you want to, you know, zoom out, have a lot in that are similar. A good defensive team and that plays team basketball. That doesn't have an all-star or a rock star guy. Obviously, they have all-stars. A rock star guy, but plays good defense and is just team-oriented and quiet and just win a lot of games. It, 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 except one's won three championships yeah. since 2006 and been a, five, a six final since then. That's the, I think that's the biggest difference. Like, let's not act like the Heat or some small market team without – any kind of we have a championship winning head coach, a championship winning point guard. I mean, PJ Tucker is actually off of, fresh off a of championship as well. We have Jimmy Butler, who is a superstar, who was just in the finals going head to head with LeBron James superstar. two years ago. 
It's like, don't give me that. I think the main thing is we don't have the drama because another team you don't hear a lot of storyline out yeah. of right now, yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Y- yeah. And they are yeah. fresh off a of finals appearance. They're like eight games up in the West right now for the one and seed. there's no drama there. No drama, you no know what? storyline. That, I think, I mean, I think, Theo, you, you nailed it down right there. Like, you're right. There, there's just not the drama. And that's fine. That's fine. I'd rather have no drama and be in the finals and hoist a trophy than have all of this soap opera. Because you know what the Lakers are? If they get into the playoffs, they're still a one-and-done. I don't care. Yeah. I've seen them go one-and-done with LeBron, and this year's no different. And this is the worst LeBron team that he's had with the Lakers. Okay, And if you think Ben Simmons is going to make a championship difference with Brooklyn, you're insane. Okay? Yeah. I, that's just that, – that, that's – I I, I I think that's right, though. Drama. Drama. That's what it comes down to. He doesn't have any drama. That's fine. I'll take Victor Oladipo. I'll take Kyle Lowry. Looks like they're both back tonight. Heat culture. Heat in five. That's right. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hey, I want to tell you about Greenway Kia. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. Stress-free car buying experience, and that's rare. That doesn't happen very often. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Their credit clinic is on site. They are working for you to make sure that you're getting the financing that is not going to stress you out. That's part of the stress-free experience. Not just you don't get hounded by associates there. You have one-on-one contact with someone who is looking to help you find the auto automobile that you need that you need for not only yourself but your family your circumstance but also the credit clinic on site to make sure that any bad credit isn't holding you back from getting the automobile that you have to have to make life easy to do everything that you need to do in your life it really is a life enhancing experience greenway kia west palm beach check out the selection online greenway kia west palm beach.com military trail half mile south of palm beach international airport it's greenway kia West Palm Beach. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and every single week, Theo is one of the truly pettiest people that I know, and that's why I appreciate him so much. We have so much in common, but he goes the extra mile. He, he goes the extra mile. He will look you in the eye, and he will tell you that, hey, your team's trash, or yeah. call you during a game to tell you that, hey, you know what? Your boys look awful tonight. If you're gambling with someone, Theo, and you beat them, you're saying, where are we going to meet? How are you going to get me this money? <laughs> exactly. Where's that cash? He is truly petty. He is truly an all-world troll. And every Monday, he hits the temple of troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rosiu then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. Theo, who do you have your sights on this Monday? I, I take my delights out of the scenes from Durham. To take it back to the beginning of the show, uh, to you, the Duke fan, let's, let's call you Joe. Joe. Oh, you know what? The, the, the tickets out inside of Cameron Indoor Stadium or Cameron Indoor Arena for Coach K's final game, uh, they were very expensive. Let's call you Yosef. 
Yosef is more sophisticated, Yosef. You had a lot of money. You spent a lot of money in those tickets. And when your team lost and you knew that Coach K was ending his career, his storied career inside of that building with a loss on the regular season against UNC and you cried your little, your little eyes out. I just want you to know, this ain't the end of a Disney movie. Your little tears isn't going to help the Duke Blue Devils nope. win another basketball game. Your tears have no power. Your powder blue, baby blue tears pouring off of that face paint where you look silly like a clown all dressed up and dolled <laughs> up for the Duke Blue Devils who don't care about you. Coach K told you to shut up when he was trying to tell you it was unacceptable. Your tears don't matter. The Duke Blue Devils just lost in the last game in Cameron Indoor, and I am just so delighted that you got to witness that in person and also maybe, you know, Clean up some of those tears. There's a lot of blue tissue paper outside of uh, Cameron Indoor Arena in those trash cans. Uh, Duke fans, get it, get it together. And I tell you what, what do you think Coach K would have told those students if he saw them crying after Duke's loss? Like he already told the uh, entire arena to be quiet because he had something to say. He wanted everybody to know that he was about to throw his team under the bus. <laughs> what do you think? Do do those Duke students especially think that their tears are going to make Coach K feel anything? He's a robot. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought, again, it was the end of a Disney movie. They thought if they collect, collectively uh, cried, maybe they could start the game over. Can't maybe do they it. could re the ball off. Can't do another Coach K impression like he did earlier. About, but, but they're crying this time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So this is how Coach K N would handle it or how Coach Krzyzewski would handle it? Coach Krzyzewski. Okay. Hey, you with the rich parents from Jersey who paid for your tuition to get here into Duke, you got nothing to cry about. Your tuition's paid for, Sally. <laughs> it's time to move on. That's move what on. Coach Krzyzewski would say. <laughs> Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Plus 29. Well done. Also, Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye now.